Hello there, welcome back. I'm Craig. And I'm Liam. And we are a pair of marks. Today we'll be covering the 14th of June edition of Monday Night Raw. The show opens with Alexa Bliss. She welcomes her friends back to the playground, but she announces that she's got a lot of strongly worded complaints regarding Lily last week. And even she is surprised how far it went and that she only had good intentions for Shayna in the playground. After cutting to a promo recap at the end of last week's Raw, we were told that Lily has been put into timeout. Nia has arrived at the Funhouse, tells her to cut it, and Baszler will see her on Sunday. Alexa and Nia have a face-off, and a match is announced later that night. Liam, how do you feel about it? It was okay. It was okay. That's, that's, all, I, that's all I can really say. It's like It was an average <laughs> promo to build up a future match, like a match for tonight, and announce the match for Hell in a Cell, which is Shane versus Bliss. Fine, no worries. Um, yep. It was a bit cliche. The They had the recap of last week, just as WWE absolutely loved doing. There was... The one thing I did like about this, actually, that, that made sense is them kind of putting Lily in timeout, because when they've driven the point home that they're going to be returning to like live shows, Alexa can't really be pulling the magical things that she has been doing. Not to the same extent, I agree. Yeah, so I think it was a nice it was a nice touch to put Lily in time out and basically just get rid of the little the little doll for a while. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I'm perfectly the same. I I have no real thoughts on this promo or anything surrounding it. It's we've got two distinct matches, one on Sunday and one and one for this evening. I'm still intrigued to see where Alexa goes long term. And I'm still on board with the character. Oh, I cannot believe that they kept the scream in that in that promo, though. That was that hurt me. It was the worst thing out of that entire segment last week. And if they'd got rid of it, it would have been far better. Um, but <laughs> Vince loves it, apparently. It hurt me. <laughs> uh, I've scored this with a C plus. I gave it a C. It's an average build up. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. It announced the matches. What more can you ask for? Indeed. So, following this, we have a few matches announced for this evening. It was Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley, and RK Bro versus The New Day. End recording. Next up, we have Nikki Cross versus Charlotte in the Charlotte Grudge match. Nikki Molly Hollied her way all the way to the ring and was cut off again by a quick promo from last week, complete with terrible announce table dancing with a short promo from Charlotte as to why she requested this match and how she needs to win to strike the beat the cloth lock loss from her record. Rhea came out to the ramp, as was expected. She distracts Charlotte, leading to a Nikki Cross win by countout. And the attempted attack after the match was interrupted by the Rhea Ripley Riptide. What do you reckon, Liam? Uh, it was okay. It was not... <laughs> no. It's... This is going to be a running theme for me across this Raw, I'm afraid. Like, it was... It was all right. Like, it was just it was just average stuff. I mean, the match was predictable from the get go. As soon as like as soon as Charlotte hit the ramp, you knew Rhea was coming out. There's not really I I've gotten the notes down myself. As soon as like as soon as Nikki Cross hit the ramp, there was major Molly Holly vibes. Oh yeah. She's um, just happy to be there, mate. Well that's it, yeah, she's just having a really great thing. There was a couple of good spots. I mean there was um 
there was a there was a real quite a bad botch, I think, between when Charlotte tried to do one of her like one of her trademark chops, and Nikki's head was down, and so she just chopped a square across the side of the head. Yes, yes. Um, there was another couple of bit. There was a couple of bits. There was a nice fall away slam and a kip up from Charlotte. I thought that was really quite impressive. After the match was over, when the beatdown was going on, and Nikki, uh, sorry, before the beatdown started, and Nikki was running around celebrating, I really liked the big boot that uh. <laughs> that Charlotte laid on it, just because it was pitch perfect. I mean, just technically, yeah, it was like <laughs> square on the jaw. It was absolutely perfect, and down she went. There was just by the numbers, there was nothing that surprised me here. I kind of called the match before we'd even got involved in it. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very standard classic storyline. Exactly. Um, one thing that I have noticed is Nikki Cross slimmed down. I mean, as we yes. mentioned last week, um, I've not been watching this for a little while. I don't think you have either, but. Even compared to how she used to be in NXT, she seems to have slimmed down a hell of a lot. Even like potentially lost yes. some muscle weight. Um, yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Yeah, uh, I found it to be a fairly aggressive heel worked match. I didn't find it unpleasant or untasteful. Uh, the, <laughs> I did find the chops sounded very unpleasant. Mm. Uh, not not only including the one to the side of her head, but <laughs> the rest as well. Um, I'm not fond of how the majority of Nikki Cross's offense was pin attempts and roll ups. I feel that she should have had a bit more focus on the offense rather than, you know, just doing the same thing. Yeah. I also, I don't know where they're taking this. Like you've had Nikki Cross, basically you've won a four match win streak now, but none of them have been clean wins. So what's the point? There's Nikki Cross is a complete, she's getting wins here, but she's a complete bystander to this storyline. I think it's just a case of one or both of them will include her in the next storyline that comes along, whoever doesn't win. Uh, but it's the very sort of classic, I'm the underdog and I'm scraping by storyline, but I, I'm with you, I feel it's done badly. Yeah. If and you want to give, it's just cheap heat, really. If you want to, if you want to give any, like, if you want to put her over, if you want to give her some real popularity, stop giving her cheap wins. A count out yeah. victory, a DQ victory, a beat the clock challenge. Let her win clean if you want her to beat, like if you want her to get yeah. some popularity going. And this is it. And if you don't think she's capable of doing it against Charlotte or Ripley, she should not be wrestling Charlotte or Ripley. And I get that your women's division is highly trimmed down as of late, but you, it needs to be different. I agree. And I'm still not fond of Rhea here. There's something is off about her from when I last saw her in NXT, and I just find her very unlikable. I cannot disagree with that. That I don't like what they've done with her character they seem to have they seem to have tried to turn her into a heel like they're trying to turn her into like you know a badass like b-word kind of thing but by the same token they've also taken away a lot of what made her badass in nxt well that's it yeah and it's it, you've you've taken it from that confident swagger and badassness as you say to an almost smarmy quality mm-hmm. they've turned they've turned the dial up and they should have left it where it was is the only thing I can... Because I can't really place what it is. It's just she comes on screen and her nose goes up and she sort of swans around with her head. And I cannot place it. I, like the entire time I'm looking at her, I'm just thinking to myself, I, I, no. That little, little jacket grab as well. She's right. always done that. But she again, has, but, but now again, it comes across as arrogant. It does. As opposed, it's yeah. different, isn't it? It's, all, it's a smarmy quality rather than whatever it used to be. But I can't put it into words. Yeah. What was your score? I gave this one a D. Ooh. It did it did nothing for me. I won't lie. It was it's the same match that we've been seeing over the past few weeks. I didn't 
it didn't really do much for me. It didn't really advance the storyline. It's like, okay, Charlotte and Rhea don't like each other. In other news, water's wet. So, yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, I quite liked the match for what it was. Uh, I liked the, I say, the agree, the aggressive heel work from Charlotte. I like the way that she predominantly dominated the match, and I, I love those chops and the fall away slam, as you say. So for that reason, I've actually given it a C plus. Mm, fair. I think this is uh, one of the few cases we genuinely disagree. Mm. Following on from that match, we have a recap of Riddle vs. Kofi last week, and then we get sent to Riddle backstage with Jeff Hardy. Riddle informs Hardy that he feels that he let Randy down and asks Jeff for advice as a tag team legend. Jeff tells Riddle, although it pains him to say it, that he should listen to Randy. Jeff announces he has a match against John Morrison and he must go. Riddle erupts into his ridiculousness as usual and Jeff leaves. Randy arrives and more ridiculousness from Riddle with the usual impeccable work from Randy. Randy tells him he needs to stop trying to be Randy Orton and just be Riddle, whatever that is. More ridiculous from Riddle as Randy just swans away. I loved it. RK Bro is easily my most favourite current thing on Raw, and each time I see them, they don't let me down. Just the ridiculousness from Riddle, Randy's sombre responses and delivery, and it's just perfection, and I want more of it. How did you feel? I can't disagree with anything you've said there. It's just fantastic. There was a couple of like there was a couple of points that I noted out of the uh, out of everything that was going on with like the ridiculousness and riddle, uh, like when Jeff Hardy's obviously got his got his face paint on and he blinks and like because beforehand it looked like he had his eyes like face painted on <laughs> and Riddle was like oh man you got four eyes I wish I had four eyes I'd be a superhero oh wait no I just have four arms I could beat up four guys in the ring at once and then he turned around and Matt Hardy's uh, Jeff Hardy is left yeah that's it he's just and, gone. And then it kind of pans over to uh, to Randy Orton, and he's just like, "Hey, Randy, how you doing? You okay? Yeah." <laughs> then the last thing he says, like after Randy says, "You need to concentrate on being Riddle, whatever that is." Randy, um, Riddle then says to him, "Do you like me?" And then like Orton just says, "No," and then walks off. Wow, yeah, Randy. But yeah, <laughs> that's a it. little it's finger wiggle. His it? little face. <laughs> he's just so happy. He's literally a Labrador kind of thing, and it's it's fantastic. Labrador. He's a labradoodle, mate. So, yeah, he's a labradoodle. Untrained. It's um, <laughs> fantastic. It's, it's, it's my favourite thing about Raw now. It's just everything about them. And it's, um, I hope I, I want to see so much more of it. Yeah. I, I, I need more of it. Because <laughs> their dynamic is fantastic. It is. It is. What score did you give it? I gave it a B. I also gave it a B. Yeah. Uh, I, wa- I wanted to grade it higher, but it was so short that I, just, I, I couldn't justify it to myself. No, that's fair. Our next match is a John Morrison, a John Morrison, the John Morrison versus Jeff Hardy. Um, sorry. It is not John Morrison, thank you very much. <laughs> it is Johnny Drip Drip. Thank you very much. I will take it. <laughs> uh, I also love that he forgot Miz on the ramp <laughs> as, as he came down. Uh, Hardy got squirted with the drip dick prior to the bell. Golden. Uh, Hardy in this match gained control quickly. Sorry, the the drip stick. I don't know what it was you said at the start there. It sounded like drip drick, but it was it's the drip stick, mate. What did I say? I, you said drip drip or the drip drip drick. It's Johnny drip drip with the drip. I stick. know. It. Yeah, that's not what you said. Okay. <laughs> Hardy Hardy gains control of this match quickly uh, until Cedric Alexander interrupts the match. Vince has not yet stolen one of his names. Mm. Uh, back and forth trades of control. 
following to a Starship pain for John Morrison clean win. Cedric cuts a post-match promo that he wants to kick Jeff Hardy into a retirement home. And the match is immediately set up for Jeff versus Cedric. But before we get on to that, uh, a couple of thoughts from the first match. My inversion initial draw thoughts in capital letters was Johnny Drip Drip. Yeah. It was just, I love that. <laughs> it's uh, it's it fantastic. Made, it made me pop last week. Uh, I very much enjoyed his very unique clothesline and offense. Uh, and all in all, I thought I thought it was a very decent match, which was far better than I thought it had any right to be at, especially the the stage in their careers. Uh, it may, I know I'm making it sound like they're absolutely ancient, but from how Jeff was moving last week, I thought it was a definite improvement. The flair was definitely there, and I've scored it with a C plus. What do you reckon? I also gave it a C plus. There was a few bits that I was uh, that I was quite impressed on. There was a very nice hang up on the ropes from the apron straight into the sh- the starship pain, which mm. I thought was really well done. Um, Drip Drip really did the he did the business there very much so he's a um, I, th- I, think start- he car- I think he carried it yeah he did um, Hardy I pointed this out last week I think he's getting he's get potentially getting to a point where he's past it um, he's obviously past his prime now because of his age I mean I don't mean this by any like any stretch that he's like he's done he needs to go away but if, even if you think of Jeff Hardy say five years ago he slowed down significantly from there. He still he still pulls off the, the moves. The twist of fate that he pulled off this week was infinitely better uh, than last week. Absolutely. But he's still performing as a high flyer, and yet he doesn't really have the speed for it anymore. Well, it's quite funny, actually, because I remember that on the um, promo bit beforehand with the announcers, they were saying, there's nothing that that man can't do in this ring. And I'm thinking to myself, actually, come from last week, there's a lot he can't do in that ring. Yeah, that's it. Climbing a ladder. Would still whoop my ass. I, I have no uh, thoughts. Mm. No, that was the um like it was a good match. It was, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Following from Hardy's performance last week, very much so. But I'm not a fan of the whole let's get somebody down to the side of the ring to interfere. Like even like okay, so Cedric Alexander didn't get involved as such, it, but he was, was still there. It was it's happening a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it's two for two so far in this in mm. this event. Very true, very true. And what score was that? Uh, it was C plus for me as well. C plus for you as well. So, moving on to the Cedric Alexander versus Jeff Hardy, which immediately started after the match ended. Minus adverts. Commercials. Whatever. Uh, the match starts with Jeff in control. Much aggression from Jeff. We're starting off a much better pace than last week. Cedric takes control with a dragon whip when Hardy was getting in through the ropes, which I thought looked quite nice. But I've seen that spot a lot recently, I feel. From all companies. Cedric tries to go again for the Swanton Bomb, and again it costs him. Uh, Hardy tries a few times for the twist of fate before finally getting it, which, as Liam has already mentioned, was a lot better than last week. Hardy follows it up with a Swanson bomb for the win. Did you have any further thoughts on this match, Liam? I wasn't a fan. Like I didn't mind the match as such, but we did this last week. This is literally a repeat of last week. The Swanton bomb that Jeff Hardy pulled off and the twist of fate, as I've said, they were both very good. Um, to be honest, with the Swanton, it was pitch perfect, and I wasn't sure that Jeff still had it in him. <laughs> Uh, it was just a weird setup. I mean, I know Vince has put out a new edict lately in which he doesn't like cold matches anymore, so we can't have any that don't have any kind of storyline build up. So I don't know if that's why they trotted out Cedric Alexander to basically set up another match straight after the other one. I wasn't sure for the simple reason that this was sim- we simply had it last week, and it was it was the same. It was literally the same piece by piece as last week. Cedric yeah. tries for the Swanton, and he gets he basically get loses because of it. I mean, there was a couple of nice parts. I mean, there was the one-legged Boston Crab from Cedric Alexander that I thought was really good. Um, <laughs> but by the same token, we've seen it before. Yeah. I have an issue with the, with this limb working things. I mentioned it on AEW last week as well. I, I want it to end. 
you know, it, it just it, when you have the young up and coming working against the wily veteran, it should be the other way around. There's the limb, limb, limb work is happening. Thankfully, it didn't happen that much in this match and stopped after a very brief amount of time. Yeah. Uh, as we said, and you best... had it the right way around. So you had Alexander working the veteran. No, I want it the other way around. What do you want? Yeah. They've got youth and speed on their side. It should be the other way around. Not, you know, because it happened with Christian and um, Angelico, remember? Yes. Exactly the same, same deal, except it was the arm, not the leg. Anyway, so it was a better twist of fate than the last time. Uh, I enjoyed the fact that he remembered to take off his shirt before the um, Swanton Bond this time. Uh, and it was uh, it was definitely better than last week's match, I felt. Uh, I'm with you because I'm not sure where the program's going. I can see why they would have had him miss the twist of fate again. I think that's going to be brought up in the fact of, you know, you keep trying to do it. It's not working for you. Sort your life out. But I'm not sure what the end goal is other than to send Jeff Hardy off to go get surgery or something. Hmm. I don't. I really don't know. And I graded this with a C because it wasn't as bad as last week, but it didn't do anything. I gave it a C minus. Like it was. A, it was a C rated match to be fair, but I knocked some points off for the simple reason that we had it last week. Yeah. Why are we having the same match again? We come back to a recap promo from Lashley versus Drew. Thrilling as always. The next match is a Naomi versus Eva Marie. Allegedly, Evolution is finally here. And as I fully expected, Eva Marie is not wrestling, and her companion got into the ring with Naomi, and it was an absolute squash match with a Michinoku driver for the win. A couple of thoughts on Naomi for a, sec- for a second. Her dancing seemed what somewhat, somewhat subdued from previous viewing. I'm not sure what's going on there. And although I'm not fond of it, they seem to be going on. Not in my opinion, Matt. Seems, <laughs> seems that they're going to continue the gimmick where she doesn't wrestle. Uh, well, I don't understand why. No, nobody liked it the first time. I did love the Michinoku driver. I must admit, I have no idea who the woman is. I didn't think I'd be very excited to see Evolution begin, and I was right. And the score of this was raised out of the absolute depths because of the Michinoku driver, which I thought was very snug. I thought it was safe, and I liked it. Although it wasn't the last time to be seen tonight, which is pretty odd. And I scored it with a D plus. Now, Liam. <laughs> yes. I've, I've, gone, I've, I've gone all the way through this because I, I, I need to give him plenty of time. Yes, Greg. Okay. Should we get started then? <laughs> Let's start off by saying this is a segment. We're on episode, technically episode three. We had recorded one that we didn't release for the simple reason that it was our first time and it wasn't very good. It's terrible. Out of all the seg- the segments we've reviewed, the free shows that we reviewed, not including this one, this is the worst rating I'm going to give to any segment, and that's an F. For the simple reason that, exactly as you just said there, you didn't know who Eva Marie's companion was. It was Piper Niven. She is NXT UK. Now, understandably, you might not know who she is, but why Why in a million years are the commentators, oh, we don't know who this is. We don't know. This is a completely random person that we've never seen before. You are literally in the same company. You're supposed to be announcing. You're supposed to be calling commentators. You're supposed to understand this stuff. Like she was in the first ever NXT UK mixed tag match. She was, She's challenged for the NXT UK Women's Championship. She's not a new person in NXT UK. She has been there and she's established herself. I mean, she came in, she squashed Naomi, fine. But aside from that, she's been putting the work in. And I just find it completely disrespectful and a complete joke that they bring her over here, over to like the main roster and then completely, they completely no-sell everything she's done up to that point. It's like they do with some of their other characters in which they will bring in a new, a new worker to, say, the main roster or to NXT and they've never worked anywhere before. But they've managed to do that for their own show for NXT UK, and I think that's an absolute joke. I knew it'd be that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it, the you're, hell you're out not of wrong. Me. You're not wrong. 
it's it, just it, it didn't i they do it a lot so i've kind of become numb to it but uh, you're not wrong it's uh it is disrespectful and they should have high level respect for their own quote employees and it's not simply you know somebody who's come from say new japan or somebody who's come from the independent circuit it's someone who's come from their own programming yeah and i just i don't think there's any excuse for it as i say she's pulled she's done quite a bit already in nxt uk like she's she's been fighting against tony storm there was a few others and i just don't understand why they did that so outside of that naomi yeah naomi I don't understand what their whole idea is for Naomi, other than the only reason they keep her around is in case they need to roll her out to get absolutely buried. I don't remember the last time she actually picked up a win. She just seems to be kept around for the simple reason that occasionally they need a punching bag that moves, that that basically gets an entrance. Yeah, she's a punching bag with an entrance, and I think that's an absolute piss take because she's very good when you actually let her go. Well, she's she's, she's previous uh, champion, isn't she? Exactly. And how her entrance has not caused so many seizures, I do not know. <laughs> well, that's because the arena's empty currently, mate. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so, you can just turn, turn your screen off of the Thunderdome. Yes. Yeah, so, so, go on. What's the score? I gave it an F. Of course you did. I, it is the worst, like, it's the worst segment that I've got, because I think that was an absolute joke, what they pulled. Nah, see, I, I'm numb to it, so I didn't take it into consideration, but you are not wrong. So, the next segment we go into uh, was an earlier today segment. I've not seen one of them in a while. Uh, it was with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Uh, they were having a photo shoot of some sort with various bangs in the background. Turns out these bangs were Tamina and Natalia's training. Uh, there's a face-off with them at the ring. Uh, keep it down, etc. Uh, short war of words followed by Mandy and Dana being invited into the ring. And surprisingly, they actually accepted. And a short scuffle ensued. Um, apart from the obvious, Vin's loves a blonde, does he? Can you tell? Uh, I actually enjoyed this much more than I thought it would, going from the obvious reasons, uh, from Mandy Rose, um, to the unexpected of, I did not expect them to get in the ring. You know, um, I thought, you know, the heels are going to go, no, 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 we're here for the photo shoot and nothing else. And that actually bumped the score for me, to be honest. I was quite a fan. I'm a fan of that for their characters, because they're both good wrestlers, or four of them are. Two of the two, at least two of them are fantastic, and I have to believe that because I know I, don't, I know that Dana was brought putting the work in when I stopped watching once upon a time. So I have every reason to believe that Mandy and Dana are exceptional in their own right now. I'm actually quite excited to see, see the match, which I never thought I'd say, uh, and I scored it with a C plus. What, what did you think, Liam? You see, I gave it a C. I didn't mind the segment. I thought the segment was good, as you say. It was very nice to see him actually get in the ring, and then. It was a bit of a disconnect for me because it was like, well, step in the ring then. So they do. And then the officials run in and break it up. Um, there was a few little bits that I wasn't a fan of. It came across when they first got into the ring, there was a lot of hair pulling and it came across as very kind of old school diva-ish. Mm, yeah. But as you said, as you quite rightly pointed out, Vince loves a blonde. Mm. Like, cause it was very much like you had yeah, Natalia, you had Tamina in there, like in their ring gear, basically ready to go. Whereas you had like Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose kind of coming over, basically tarted up. For lack of a better phrase, yeah. Yeah, for lack of a better phrase, it's but, like old school divas. It, it it had Vinnie Mac all over. Yeah, it. it was it was old school v- diva kind of thing. Yeah. So long as we don't, I really like all four of the people involved in this segment. I think they're all fantastic performers. I just wanted to make sure that it stays that way and we don't degenerate back towards Vin- Vinnie Mac's old school diva behavior. And the dreaded days of the bra and panties match and all that kind of nonsense. Uh, I enjoyed it at the time, mate. <laughs> That's because 
<laughs> you were a lot younger, mate. I, I was young and it worked for me. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. Um, I know I sound like a bit of a hypocrite because obviously I was criticising um, Liv Morgan last week. Hmm. The difference is this: this is a segment, not a match. You know, I, I don't really care what kind of fighting they do in a segment. Uh, it's but when they're in between the ropes in the ring, I would hold them to a higher standard. I should say in the ropes. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. It's, it's no, I, I, do, I do get I, what I, you're saying. Yeah. I, but it's I, not, I, I just say, I, just say I, I think that this was for Vinny. Yeah, they, you, you they, could, I think this is very much for an audience of one. Yes, well, you can see him sat there in his chair like, oh, this is good. Sash. Sash, yeah. <laughs> so is it. Um, yeah, so C plus from me. C minus. Uh, anyway. It was inoffensive. Inoffensive, I think, yeah. Yeah, it was just, as I say, it was going to be a straight C. It was inching towards a C plus when they got into the ring, and then it was it kind of lost a few points because it went very old school diva-ish with hair pulling and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But... I will. I am interested in the match itself. I think that will be a good match. So next up, we have the New Day coming to the ring. But wait, and this is a running theme of irritation for me tonight. You get one person out, and then it's straight back to a commercial or an, or a backstage segment or a promo, and it's irritating me. However, we instead cut back to Drew McIntyre backstage. It's a very standard Scottish promo here. And we get a story all about Sterling Bridge, followed by a I'm going to win the title speech. I like Drew's reaction to be bothered about the fact that, you know, stop calling him the almighty, but Trashley sucks. Oh, that was that terrible. Was, that was that was awful. And was you're awful. Scottish. I get it. Step. There's no more story time. However, a special Isle of Man mention, which um, with everything else considered, it would have been a C minus because it was a very mere promo that I didn't like. But it's my rating and I'll do whatever the hell I want. And it's a, and it's a B. <laughs> cheap pop Isle of Man you got a big yeah. pop for the Isle of Man okay. big up the Isle of Man here absolutely marked out big pop cheers popcorn uh, <laughs> so it's, it's a B from me and I think uh, Vince loves Drew saying bugger off because he says it all the time yeah he does I just where did the Irish interviewer come from I don't think I've heard that guy before I don't know but have I, you noticed I noticed a bit later that they're really angry with them all the time yeah I to be honest i I need to give Vinnie Mac a little bit more, a little bit more credit here, because I actually assume that he brought the Irish interviewer in just to interview Drew, <laughs> because we all know that Vinnie loves a stereotype. You would, you can believe it. Yeah, but then you know he did another interview later on, and it was all right. So I kind of, I do, I kind of owe an apology for that one, because I assumed that he'd just been brought in to interview Drew. So how did you feel on it? It was all right. It was. They need to stop with the Braveheart references. We get it. You're Scottish. That's it. It's this is the same. This is kind of pretty much the same promo we made last week. It's just yet again another repeat of like of last week's promo. Instead, he's used Sterling Bridge this week instead of Bannockburn. Well, this is it. Now I have to ask the question, and I'm not going to go check because I don't hate myself that much. But if he said it for two weeks in a row with different stories, how long has he been doing this for? Yeah. How many stories? Has he told? Has he wrote a novel? We, we don't know. That's a very good point, though. Yeah. How long has this kind of been dragging on for? Yeah, because I'm finding it painful already. And there could be someone listening here that has been listening to this for the past six months and is ready to pop. Mm. You know. Uh, but speaking of pops, yeah, I popped as soon as the Art Man reference <laughs> yes. was there. It was one of them. It was very much a, it was a C towards C- minus for me because I found the promo to be quite boring. There was no passion or anything. It wasn't. 
it didn't go anywhere. But then the Isle of Man reference came out, and therefore it got a C plus. That's it. It's your grade, and you will do what you want. Damn straight. <laughs> so back to the new day that have been stood in the ring this entire time. Uh, they're they're down there. They're ready to start. They're just kind of in the ring, thrusting at this point. Honestly, mate, it keeps happening. It's been happening all night, and it continues to happen. They bring I'm... one people out, and then they cut to a promo vignette, a recap commercial, and it pisses me off. I'm really hoping that they don't carry this on when they go back to live shows, because always that could be pretty boring for the uh, for the show's audience, kind of standing there so. whilst something happens. Very much so. But this is it. You, you you use that time to go to the bathroom or whatever you want to do, but you don't do it when they're already stood in the ring. It's, I don't know. It's irritating, it's irritating me. Anyway, you know, in my veins hits. Riddle bumbles down to the ring on his scooter singing Randy's theme. Uh, there was a replay pl- played where Randy RKO'd both members of the New Day after an eight-man tag, which was handy for me because I had no idea where this feud had come from. And now I do. Uh, at the start of the match, the New Day frequent tags keeping Riddle isolated a good tag team work. There's a decent back and forth, but it's mostly dominated by the New Day m- mid-match. Riddle takes control with a beautiful high knee and a running elbow that looked a bit snug just prior. Uh, there was some more back and forth action. It was excellent back and forth wrestling, I thought. Um, I was I was I was a very large fan of this match actually. And there was a rolling lariat into an RKO from out of nowhere for the pin. What are your thoughts? I loved it. I loved it. The back and forth wrestling they had going on here was fantastic. Both teams are exceptional tag teams. Riddle and uh, Riddle and Orton worked really well together, even like outside the storyline kind of things. As a pair of wrestlers, they both played their parts very well. You had, like, when Riddle turned into Angry Riddle, him and Randy worked exceptionally well together. The dynamic between uh, Orton and Riddle really worked when he turned into Angry Riddle, where you had Randy, like, stood on the uh, on the apron saying, that's how you do it, after Orton absolutely nails him with a high knee. Mm-hmm. There was there was a lot to really process in this match, and there was a lot to really enjoy. Lots of um, Yeah, I mean, at the very start of the match, even when the New Day were just standing there waiting, um, I hear voices hits on the uh, on the Titantron, the Thunderdome goes nuts, and Xavier, like, the camera's cut back to the New I Day. I saw that. Xavier Woods is there to say, here they come, bring your boys, they come and check it out, and pointed at the ra- pointed at the ramp, turns around, there's there's Orton and Riddle just come striding out, and it I, was a I really nice that. point. It, it was, was I, I, I must admit, I noticed that, and it was really good, it was very authentic of, you know, don't look at me, look at him. Yeah, here's your <laughs> boys, go get it, and like, I re- it was a very nice touch. Mm. And like Randy's straddling into the ring, just trying to look hard, like hard. Whereas you've got Riddle trying to like keep up with him on the scooter. It was yeah. just, it was very good. Um, there was a couple of very good high spots that I had. That like the the double team crossbody that they had that New Day hit on Riddle towards the start of the match. Really loved that. There was a there was a body check by Orton on Xavier Woods to uh, break, basically to stop and break up a pin attempt. Um, yes, I saw it was, that. It was I absolutely loved that. The yeah. yeah, the high knees that Riddle can hit. Like Riddle's fantastic when he goes. He is. And yeah, there was so much on this. Now, I know full well your opinion on Randy on a Riddle not wearing shoes. Mm-hmm. Did you catch the commentators picking up on that as well? I didn't. Did you not? Now one of the commentators, I didn't catch which one it was, 
but one of the commentators basically chimed up saying, if only Randy could now get rid of to wear shoes, which <laughs> kind of a good point. You know, he comes down on the flip-flops. It's going to take us someone stamping on the foot. That's him down. But Well, funnily enough, actually, I remember that we went well back, well back a couple of years ago uh, when we were talking, and I, the very first time I ever mentioned it when he was in NXT, and then I said, you know, all it takes is someone to just stand on him. And then literally the match he had that night, I think it was against Adam Cole, who just stood on him. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, just like that. <laughs> and I mean, it's, a, it's an irritation. Man. I had the same irritation with Rusev when it was him. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I, I love these teams. Like, there's great – the tag teams – like, mm. I'd say the tag team division in Raw is probably one of the highlights for me. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm not a not big fan of the main event picture before tonight. I've, it's, it's improved my opinion of it, but we'll get to that. Um, did, did you um, did you pay any heed to the Power Ranger outfits, by the way? I did. I liked them. They they wore a similar kind of thing last week as well. They, they did. I think it was pretty much the same thing. But I just I, I was I was looking at Kofi's this week as you should walk walking down to the ring, and I was like, I like that. I, I, the, the Green Ranger when I was a win was a it was it was my my jam was Green Ranger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Evil Tommy it's... giving them the business for like five episodes was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Mate, I remember that when it was first broadcast when it was like on a Saturday morning for me. That's it. W- waking up in a summer holiday trying to watch that stuff. <laughs> um, Riddle is back on the merch push with the unzipper. Did you see that? The unzipper of his jacket as it came out. Yep. It just comes out. And with, it's shameless, it. though. It's shameless. I it. And I absolutely I love, love it. it. I do. I love it for it. It's just, it's an absolute merch push machine. It is like 2006 DX levels of merch pushing. Yeah. Like, did, you, did you see Shawn Michaels at that period? Yes. Like they'd be having a perfectly serious thing. It's like, bah, 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 bah. available from wreadshop.com. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's <laughs> that level of just shameless. And I, 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 it's brilliant. And he suits it as well as the main thing. I mean, the he thing is, he doesn't look out of place. One of the things that got me that genuinely popped me is at the end of the match, you know, Orton's hit the RKO, which the, the RKO, he goes for it, it gets countered. They had a little bit of back and forth, and then he just smashes the RKO out of nowhere. That was fantastic. It was picked perfect when he just like he went for the jump, he went for like the splash, just jumped up, got the uh, got the RKO. It was great. Then Riddle's trying to raise his arm, and Orton's just glaring at him, and just like don't touch me. Well, it's, it's actually, I've just got that here actually. Uh, there's a couple of things that just that really attracted my interest. There it was a Kingston springboard that near the start of the match. Yeah, looked uncharacteristically clumsy. For Kingston. It did. Um, I had that down as well because it was a little bit. Yeah, Kingston's usually fantastic at that kind of stuff. Like you mm. can usually, well, to be honest, with his matches, you can usually set your watch by when he's going to do a king, but when he's doing go to a springboard and when he's going to yeah. hit it perfectly. Yeah, but, but he does. He, the height he gets, the angle, it's all wonderful. It's you know, it's it's just. I think I think it was just a it was one off thing. I don't think we need, yeah. we need to dive into it. It was just something that I, I looked at. I thought, oof, that was a uh, that's unusual. Um. I did not. Oh, no, I did not. I do not. I did not. I don't really rate Xavier. I've never really rated Xavier. Um, however, his in-ring work seems to have improved leaps and bounds in the past since I've started watching. Since I stopped watching. Um, that belly-to-belly, again, from Riddle, where he launched him across the ring, was tasty. Yeah. And I, I mean, love You've got to remember with, uh, with Xavier, though, he's been out for quite some time. Yes. Like he was on the shelf and basically he was injured for quite some time. So you've kind of got to forgive him a little bit of ring rust when you, but obviously when you stopped watching it, just and then general. seems like he has really put the work in lately. Like the, the past couple of weeks we've seen him um, have been really good. I've not been able to fault it. 
Yeah, like, no, that's what that's what I mean though. But I don't mean like ring rust wise. I mean like when I was watching him as a, when he was cons- Consequences Creed, didn't hmm. wasn't a fan. He came to wherever he went, and he went to NXT, and he came up for he came up to the WWE, and I never really rated him. He was more of the clown. Yeah. And you had and you had Kofi and Big E who were the wrestlers, whereas he did wrestle. But you know it's just it's inter- it's interesting to see how how well he's developed, and that's quite a theme for this show is that a lot of people have developed really well, while in this sort of time frame, which is it's brilliant to see. Don't get me wrong. It's just it was it took me by surprise, and it it was at this belly to belly that I realised. Hang on, no, he's 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 really sort of upped his game. He's a contender. Yeah, mm, very much so. I mean, I. At one point, I would have never said it's given the Intercontinental title, and now I don't think I'd mind. I think it'd be, I think it'd be welcome. I think I think he'd I think he'd carry it quite well, to be honest. Um, even from his mannerisms, his mannerism in the ring has improved because obviously they've lost Big E, and he seems to have merged what was his character into Big E's character. So he's a trash-talking, trombone-playing fella now, you know. Yeah. Fella, Seamus, chest thump. Um. <laughs> I don't know what it is, and I sound like a hypocrite again, but Randy's limb working, it hits different. It's a different kettle of fish with Randy Orton, though. Randy Orton's, he's a complete package. Yes. Like, he's got the aggression. He can basically hit you with the strikes, and it's instantly believable. He can he can smash you with a suplex out of nowhere. He mm. can pull the RKO, but even with his limb work is... Is he's the complete package? It looks fantastic. Yeah, it does, and I, I say I sound like a hypocrite and say not long ago that oh I hate bloody limb work, but I liked it. I don't even know why I liked it. I don't, I don't even know how it's different. It just hits me differently. And I look at it and I don't sort of go oh, it's just Randy Orton's working the limb. I think it's because he's not on the floor. It's not a rest hold. You know, he's not got him in the submission. He's just kicking you in the face. Yeah, he's <laughs> you know he's always aggressive. Like he's hyper aggressive, and mm. it comes it works for him. Yes, pretty much. He so. spent however many years developing this character who's hyper aggressive and really knows his stuff. And as you say, like he, there's no fancy. I'm gonna like I'm gonna bend you over this way. I'm gonna like tie you up in there. I'm gonna do that. I'm just gonna kick you in the head until you stop moving. <laughs> well, sometimes literally the punt. Um, I, <laughs> or I don't, stupid. I, I don't. You're stupid. Uh, but that was Kofi, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was. I um I don't even know who it was. I can't remember. I think it was Riddle. But all I've got in big capital letters with lots of exclamation marks is T-Bone Suplex. <laughs> apparently, I loved it. Well, I was just typing it while I was watching the match, and apparently, I loved it. <laughs> I do love a T-Bone Suplex. Exploder Suplexes, T-Bone Suplexes are my jam. Um, and speaking of suplexes, there was yet another Northern Light Suplex. Yeah, it was. And uh, it was beautiful. It was a capture one, wasn't it? He bent him over, yep. planted him. I didn't see it coming, and it was a beautiful technique and core from Riddle there. It was just the strength came out, which is something that I was missing in this match because um, you think about the strength he had in like NXT, where he's just picking people and he's throwing them. And at the start of this match, he looked quite sort of weak and getting beaten down, and then all of a sudden he just knocks out that, that Northern Lights suplex, and I was like, there it is. Well, that's that, it was, that, that's it's another thing, strength. though. It's as you say, at the start of the match, he's still, I think he's still being nice riddle. He's still being mm. bro riddle. Mm-hmm. And then he just flips the switch after he's had a bit of a kicking. He flips the switch into angry riddle and just blasts out and explodes a suplex. Mm. It's beautiful. Uh, so as, and as you said, back to riddle nonsense after the bell. And it brought, it brought me right back to why I love RK bro as well. 
Yeah. It's, it's good in the ring. It's a good character. It's good promo, and it's beautiful. And I actually gave this one a B plus. I gave it a straight B, but it, out of all of them, it would have been inching towards a plus. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know why I've, I've not graded this higher. Um, I just don't think it was quite there. I think it's because there was nothing storyline going down. Yeah, it was. It was a good match. It, it was, was a very good match. Yes entertaining and even technically very impressive but it didn't tick all the boxes for me as you say there wasn't like a major storyline or a major feud coming to an end or even just like trying to build towards so it was i was hard pressed to give it much higher than that yeah i agree but that's not to take away from it it was still a very good match oh it was exceptional i think if it it had been given a sort of more investment storyline i would have given this an easy a yes just lacking that emotional depth following on from that segment we have a charlotte versus nikki cross recap from earlier in the night because we all loved it the first time followed by a rear promo uh very standard promo not really much to say here reiterate charlotte you know what more can you say do you have anything to say Liam? i have absolutely nothing to say about this no. it is it's just by the numbers it is just exactly what we've seen already mm-hmm. in other news you know Rhea doesn't like Charlotte the sky is blue water's yep. wet we get it yeah that's essentially yes um the my only comment I do have on this is that what I mentioned before about like Rhea's then getting pissy with the uh other interviewer what is it with the talent getting you know getting arsy with with the interviewers I don't yeah, understand what that is it's, it's a strange it's, one because it's not even just like it's heels. not even like the heels. It's no. everybody's just getting getting shirty with the uh, with the interviews, and I don't really get why. No, I've it's a it's a confusing conundrum. Other than that, it, it, the promo itself was absolutely nothing special, and I have not even graded it. It was no. too short. It didn't. It meant nothing to me. Um, so yeah, didn't bother. It happened. So, that's about all I've got to say about <laughs> that's it. That's it. So move straight along to the Asuka versus Rhea Ripley match. Now I was quite excited for this match simply because I've not seen Oscar in such a long time outside of a tag team match and I was thinking to myself let's, do, let's go for it um, so Oscar down to the ring, had a little dance in the ring waiting for Rhea, I still don't know what that's about it's very confusing so it, uh, no, Rhea made her way down, some mind games both sides begin the match with Oscar controlling the match early, which I thought was odd um, not, not pleasant a uh, very good match uh, very good back and forth throughout uh, Rhea wins following a riptide which um I found was a very natural, organically applied riptide. Charlotte attacks post-match and it was broken up by backstage personnel. The brawl was decent. What what did you think? I liked it. I liked the segment. Like to be perfectly honest with you, I was expecting outside interference. Mm. I'll hold my hands up and say I was expecting Charlotte to come in during the match yeah. to break it up. I was not. I was expecting a uh, a dirty finish. DQ. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised. It was a clean yeah. finish. The Riptide was it was delivered very well. There was a few bits in this match that like made me kind of cringe a little bit. There was one part where Rhea got Oscar up onto her shoulders on the on the outside and just absolutely launched her into the ring into the uh, yeah. barricades. Yeah, that was um. Mm. It was yeah, it was hard hitting. I mean, I'd be, this, I'd be surprised if she's got all her teeth. This is very much, like, for me, it was very much a power versus skill match. So, you, not skill as such, but technical ability. So, you had Oscar playing locked. You had her basically picking her spots, taking out, like, I know you are saying, like, working the limbs. 
wasn't so much working the limbs, but basically being a lot more strategic with where she was hitting. Yeah. Whereas you had Rhea just powering her every chance she got. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar, as always, was uh, firing out some fantastic missile drop kicks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love her uh, when she gets into a high flying thing. I was again, I was very surprised. It was a clean win, and I I liked it. The mm-hmm. brawl after the fact, uh, Charlotte got busted open. It was a pretty vicious backstage assault. Like uh, they beat down after the match. It was vicious both sides. There was no like clear one person getting like the advantage. It was a very good back and forth, and yeah, both the match and the backstage, like the after match action, both very good. I couldn't fault it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I've, I've got a couple, couple, a couple of bits for this. Um, again, it's more more of that adverts promos after we bring one person down. I don't understand what the dance dance and ask Oscar is. However, this is not the first time tonight either, but it's the first time I noticed it. Can we please, WWE, sync up the pyro and the banging to whatever the people are doing? Because this is the second time that Rhea has gone for the foot stomp. She stomped a foot, then about 0.5 to a second later, it's gone bang. Yeah, it's it's just long sync enough it for it up. to be noticeable. And irritating, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Rhea's headbutt. I think it looks crap. <laughs> I can't phrase that any other way. Um <laughs> Asker got had that cutout shirt again. I'm confused. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I don't. That's it's a weird attire that one. I yeah, I'm confused. I don't know what it, what it is. I <laughs> would like, I would like to know how long it is. What is your opinion? How long do you think it's going to be till Vince takes one of Rhea Ripley's names and adds it to his collection? And which one do you think it is? It'll be. It's going to be Rhea. I reckon she will literally call her Ripley. How long? I give her a month tops. Month. Yeah. We'll see. So, you know, and well, and this is one of the things here, right, is they were talking about Asuka. Yeah, you don't want to get into a brawl with a brawler, Asuka. You know, wasn't she supposed to be a hot shot striker submission person? And then all of a sudden, they came out with like, and literally as I was writing it, they come out with, you don't want to strike with the Empress. It's like, well, which, which is it, lads? You know, yeah. do, do, you want, do you not want to brawl with a brawler or do you not want to strike with the, with the Empress? It's the same damn thing. But the thing was that got me was... Like they said, you don't want to brawl with the Empress, and then like a second later, she's getting a mud hole stomped in her. Yes. So it's like, I think she's doing okay, guys. <laughs> Stop worrying. That's, that's it. Um, more more Northern Light suplexes in this match, and again, yeah. I, I I love a good suplex. It's my, that is my jam. Um, and again, as I mentioned, it was a very organic setup for the Riptide. I enjoyed the fact that it was almost like a, a continuous thing. The brawl was... to end it was decent. Uh, I've not seen something like it in a while. It made me realise that I miss Fit Finley. Um, he loved to fight. He loves to fight. <laughs> That's it, yeah. He was always there. He was always the man in there. Now, I don't like it if you have a face in the ring surrounded by three entire people who aren't even touching it, and she's at the ropes like, come on then, come on then, as the heel's being escorted out by security. That's not a very face thing to do, and while I'm on the subject, who the hell is the face here? And as far as I can see, this is this is just a heel versus heel match. Yeah, I have no idea. I've, like, I've watched two Raws now. And I have no idea who the face is supposed to be. None. Because you think it's going to be Rhea all of a sudden, and all of a sudden she walks around with a smarmy attitude and then does things like this. And you're just like, what are you doing? You know, if she was being held back and she's like, oh, I'll get in the ring, blah, 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 blah. But she wasn't. She was just stood on the ropes like, come on, get in the ring then. Ah, oh, yeah, come on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Charlotte's supposed to be the face here because, I mean, she's got busted open and it looked, to be fair, it looked like she got busted open the hard way. I, yeah, I don't think that was uh, supposed to happen. No, she didn't think, seem very I happy think... about it. I think that was the kick when she was trying to get in the ring 
That's right. I think it was. I think, he got, I think that was a bit stiff. But again, yeah, I, it confuses me, and it, it makes me not look forward to the actual match. I want the program to be over so that they both move on to other people. If you want to make them heels, make them both heels. Fine, stick one of them, one of them with Nikki Cross, just stick one of them with Asuka. I don't really care what you do, just not this. You know, the match probably is going to be okay, but I'm not invested, because I'm just not. Who are you supposed to root for? Exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you, I think you're... the match would be good, because I think, like, realistically, they are both very good wrestlers. Yeah. But by the same token, who are you supposed to root for? I don't, know. I don't think many people are going to have a horse in this race. No. I mean, everybody thinks that, you know, Charlotte's had so many opportunities and blah, 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 blah. I'm not really that fussed because I say I've, I've, I've been away for so long that I've kind of become numb to that now. So Yeah, I have no issue with getting Charlotte involved. I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. I've got no problem with Charlotte being involved in the event. My only, as we said, the, like, the general complaint is. I don't know who I'm supposed to be cheering for. There's no clear like good guy and bad guy in this situation. Yeah. Not that turn, you need to be told that, but it's just nice. It's traditional. It's it's not even not even that, mate. Like normally, you'll naturally gravitate towards one of the other people, like because of their actions. But yeah, both of them have kind of been asses in this situation. Mhm. Very much so. So, what was your score? Uh, I gave it a solid C plus. I also went with the C+. Yeah, the match was inoffensive. It was quite nice. And the brawl afterwards was, again, inoffensive. It was it was nice. Uh, yeah. So purely from the match standpoint, I've given it a C+. Yeah, to be honest, the match itself was a C. was a high C. But then the the clean finish, the aftermatch action, yeah, pushed it to a C+. I enjoyed it. We're invited into Lashy's MVP lounge next. Party in the back. Interview interrupts and gets an earful from MVP. Uh, Lashley runs down Drew for Hell in a Cell. Stand stuff. And Lashley informs the interviewer that he will mount Drew's head in a stake. A nice twist on the Scottishness there. To be fair, MVP was right. He didn't knock. How rude is that guy? Big time. Yeah. The APA <laughs> would have buried him if That's he hadn't it. knocked on the door. Yes, no excuse. Uh, I actually particularly enjoyed the as he's got off, so I'm so sorry. So shut up, man. You're making it more awkward. Exactly. <laughs> that was that was a very nice touch. Yeah. It was. I, I enjoyed it. I also really enjoyed Lashley's input here. I thought he delivered his lines well. It was intense. It was believable. It was short, so I definitely can't give it a high grade. But it was definitely enjoyable, and I've given it a C plus. Yeah, I gave it a solid C. Um, I liked it. It was all right. It was inoffensive. I re- Lashley always always seems to struggle on the mic a little bit. I mean, I. He is very much, he is very much like, he really benefits from having MVP with him because he's MVP can basically just talk the talk whilst Lashley is just a nice quiet monster in the background. Did you feel that he was bad here? I wouldn't say bad, but just didn't really add anything to it. I mean, you've got MVP basically just being MVP and he can talk as like he can talk with the best of them. Yeah. But having Lashley kind of just stand up and say I'm going to kill him I'm going to have, I'm going to murder him it's a capital crime for trying to take my belt it didn't add anything to it Do you like, know, there I, was no... I really enjoyed it I was I was quite happy just having MVP just kind of sitting doing the talking if you would have had Lashley stay sitting down drinking like hanging out with the women I wouldn't have had any problem with that mm. okay my two cents anyway <laughs> Next up, we have Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Alexa's on her way down to the ring to be interrupted, once again, with a recap of Charlotte and Rhea fighting. 
Nia Jones are in the ring and the match begins. After a speedy start, Alexa begins targeting the leg, which I will get to. Nia the Choo Choo takes control by going through Alexa. Odd theatrics from Alexa throughout the match, which was... I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. Reginald appears to distract Alexa Bliss, uh, but a kneeling DDT followed by twisting Bliss leads to a cover which is broken up by Reginald for the DQ victory. The moment after the match with Reginald with Alexa followed by Nia chasing her off. A bit odd. Um, the entire match was a bit odd, to be honest. Um, the staring into the camera thing at the start, odd. I did like how she was using the ropes as a swing. I liked that. I <laughs> When they did the two adverts thing here, they had two adverts post-Alexa's entrance. Right? I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's a thing. But I feel exactly how Alexa looked when you cut, when she cut back to the ring. Did, did you see I it? Did, I did see that one, yeah. I, I feel exactly how she looks. <laughs> it was just, it just, it, it, it just made me laugh. Um, now, limb targeting. Working the limb. This is what it should be. You've got Alexa you've got versus Naya. Big chop. Chop her down. You've got chop her down. down. Get her this down. Get down to your good. level. That's yeah. it. This is where it works. This is what it's good for. I liked it. I thought that there was, there was a decent storytelling throughout the match. That DDT looked, again, odd. Um, it, kind of, it didn't look so much as if Alexa DDT'd it and more that Nia had fallen on her face. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, uh, I, was, I was left confused. Um, I would have thought she would have changed her finish here with the new look, but it's still Twisted Bliss. I thought that was, again, odd. The whole thing was odd. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit unsure about that one because, I mean, I know at one point she was using Sister Abigail and I know she was using the Mandible Claw. So I don't know why she just went back to Twisted Bliss for that one. Well, the Sister Abigail would, would be fairly obvious. I mean, she probably highly likely cannot support Nia's weight to be able mm. to do the Twisted Bliss. Nothing, nothing, no, no hate or anything. It's just physically I don't think she'd be able to do that because mm. you have to bend them over the leg and all that sort of stuff. The Mandible Claw, I thought, would have, been, would have been a good choice. That was my go-to. That's what I thought they would have done. It would have made uh, more sense. Like, especially with the size difference, it would have been a good way to kind of equalize that, bring it down. Yeah, very much so. You know, work, Especially work after it. she started the match with, like, the reverse kind of chokehold. Yes, exactly. I was expecting a bit more of that, yeah. Mm. But then, as you say, it was very good limb targeting and bringing her down to the right level. Yes, and I gave it a C plus personally. I thought the match was okay. I spent most of the match confused honestly, from the actions of Alexa Bliss to where it was going to Reginald randomly showing up. Confused. It's just in a word. What's, yeah, what's, it was a C-minus for me. <laughs> yeah, it was a C-minus for me. I mean, it was an alright match, but I had to deduct some points for the whole, like, hocus-pocus hypnosis bit, and for the, uh, well, for the for the DQ finish. I don't think, it was just a strange one. I think the DQ finish wasn't a bad call as such. It's just a, um, it's a weird call though, mate, because he had a dead to rights. Like you know, she had the one two three on Nia. If it was it, like, but isn't that the point? Yeah. Is that if you want to protect Nia for any particular reason, does that not assist? It does, but I don't know. It just didn't sit right with me. No, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think they should have should have done it. I think Alexa should have should have picked up the win. In Who's head, Reginald, head. by the way? I don't know. Like mate. he's just appeared out of nowhere. I don't I've I, no idea who that guy is. No idea. Um, I looked into it briefly. There's no information I can find about him. Apparently, he used to be the valet of sorts for Shayna and Naya, and then Alexa keeps, keeps interfering in their stuff remotely, or not yes. remotely, but you know what I mean. Um, and Shayna blamed Reginald and beat him up last week for it. Huh. As far as I can tell, but because uh, not last week, week before. Yeah. 
and that's what's led to Shayna coming down to Alexa Bliss because she co- Alexa cost Shayna that match. Mm. Um, I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why Nia is being horrible to Alexa, considering that Shayna beat up Reginald, which Nia seems to like Reginald. I don't get that. That confuses the crap out of me. I, I don't think know. she likes Shayna, though, doesn't she? It's like well, she's, she's, Alexa's they're, getting involved in well, they're, Nia's they're, they're, business. They're, ta- they're tag team partners, Nia yeah. and Shayna. But I don't know why there wasn't more said about Reginald. Well, I know. Whatever. It's, I, yeah, I don't there's, there's I don't a couple know. of weird things with that because weren't like there was a whole thing with Alexa and Nia as well, there wasn't there? Where like, oh yeah, everybody like, you know, why are you doing this, Alexa? I thought we were friends. Wasn't like there the whole thing back in the day where Alexa was basically just calling Nia Jax fat and stuff? Yep. It wasn't there like the weird angle with that where it was basically yep. just like body shaming. So they obviously weren't that good friends. Yeah, I yeah, I that was my first thought as as well. You know, I thought we were friends. Why would you say that? Literally, we, we, we had a whole program about this. <laughs> you know, not that I paid any great attention to it. I wasn't, I wasn't particularly fond of it, but I know it exists. Um, so yeah, what, what did you go with for this? I went with a C minus for this. One. C minus. Similar to last week, we have a MVP getting all in Kofi's business, dismissing Woods. You know, he tells Kofi that he's being dragged down by Xavier Woods. And Kofi tells him again that he keeps moving because he's got a bond with his brothers and that's what motivates him. MVP berates Kofi for now ha- for not having a match at Hell in a Cell. I am still waiting for the Kofi heel turn, but I'm wondering now, might it be a Woods heel turn? Turns on Kofi. I don't know, mate. It's I just want him to go somewhere with this. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's one of the few slow burners that WWE seems to be doing. I mean, WWE absolutely love like instant gratification, and they just want the results to be shown straight away. Yeah. But this whole thing with MVP and like uh, and Kofi New Day, they're really working it as a slow burn and occasionally really just chipping away at it, and I quite like that. Mm. But by the same token, I can't call where it's going to go. No. I I do think it may lead to a New Day breakup, but. It could also lead to simple, like to a single heel turn, or hell, even a tag team heel turn. If they do the heel turn, I do hope that they do the whole heel turn, rather than just Woods, simply because I think they're better together. Yeah, but I think they, they really work together and they kind of feed off each other a little bit. You never know, though. Kofi could be looking to wind down. He's how long has he been doing it now? He was 2004, five. Yeah, about that. He's. Yeah, he's so probably on a little bit. Yeah, so he's he's been doing this now 16, 16 years in the WWE, let alone in general. So it could be time for him to, or he might be thinking about doing it. He might not be. I just, I don't know him. I don't know the guy. He's not told me. It's very inconsiderate. But you know, it was know, too short. You thought these guys would share it with us? I see. Yeah. Um, it was too short to grade for me. Yeah, nothing much happened. Um, other than teasers for down the line. So I've it's not just, given that grade. Yeah, I mean. It, I didn't grade it either for the simple reason that it was the same promo as last week, basically. Mm-hmm. The only difference is this week, Woods was still there rather than just having Kofi getting caught on his own. Yes. Woods was That's obviously it. a little bit upset because he's basically get like, because MVP was just saying, it's his fault. Ah, well, you don't have a match at Hell in a Cell now. Have fun. Lol. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, is, exactly. Exactly. Is what it is. Yeah. It's a slow burn. It's a slow build. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Our next match is Elias versus Jackson Riker again. Elias comes down to the ring. No real theatrics. Uh, Riker's coming down to the ring uh, with one of those weird corner of the screen promos, which I've not seen for, for a long time. They're, they're, they're pretty odd. 
It was a bit um, awkward for me that the corner of the screen promo, especially as like, oh yeah, like you are right to be afraid of me, and then he kind of just like zooms in on his eyes, just getting closer and closer, and I was just half expected to hit him in the face. I <laughs> just bump. Uh, Rike has always been very good at um, in the ring intensity, but I, I've never really rated him as a promo. Um, no, I think it worked. To be fair, when he was part of the Forgotten Sons, it worked because the three of them could kind of fill in the gaps that the others kind of had, like any yep. weaknesses they had. On his own, it really highlights the fact that he's not all that good at speaking. Yeah, I think he's always been the same. Uh, so it was an aggressive start to the match. Uh, the, the momentum was maintained throughout the match for reasons that became very clear very quickly. It was good back and forth until Elias gets rammed into the ring post, leading to Elias not getting back into the ring, and once again just leaving, giving Riker the count-out victory. There was, it was an aggressive match, and there were some very high-impact moves. It was an enjoyable match, because it was very high-octane, if you like, but it was very short. You know. Although, I have a question for you. Riker's music. Mm, you... That's it. It's just... No. What's your, what's your thoughts to Riker's music? Not a lot. <laughs> it's... Because I, I was like, I was listening, I was listening sound to it. Horrible with this, but it is very similar to Jackson Riker himself in that he's an, it's average. It's yeah. just yeah. yeah. Well, the thing it's is, the that, musical equivalent of a shrug. He was coming down, and all I could think of was, yeah, I feel like I've created a wrestler. That's yeah, that is exactly <laughs> it. It's like I'm sure I made you on 2K19. That's it. That's it. So I went, I went for a very sort of bland C minus for this. I went for a D plus because I dislike the fact. Why are we doing this? We okay. did this last week. Like this yeah. is literally the same match as we had last week. The only difference is when we started, Elias came out hot, as whereas last week Jackson came out hot. That is the only difference. The finish is the same. Like everything about it is the same. And I'm just, why are we repeating this stuff? Yeah. Surely you've got people on the roster that need something to do rather than simply running out the same guys to do the same things week in, week out. Yeah, no, there, there, there is a touch of that. But, yeah, I gave it a D plus, and I think that was fairly generous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a general Hell in a Cell promo up next. Um, I didn't grade it, and I usually wouldn't even mention it in any great detail, but I actually thought it was a really good package. Did you watch it? I do love a good package. No. <laughs> Uh, I did. I kind of skipped over it. I wasn't paying much attention to it. See, now I usually do. Because I will, I'll hold my hands up and say, I find the number of video like recaps and promos and things like the just the general video packages that WWE mm-hmm. put out. I find them to be to be quite a lot of them. So I tend to just zone them out now. Yeah, I do, and I actually skipped through it because I thought to myself that it was a another recap package for Hell in a Cell or promo for Hell in a Cell matches, and it wasn't. And I realised that quickly as I sort of went through it, and I thought to myself, actually, you know what? And I went back and I watched it. And I'm very glad I did. It was a very good promo for the actual structure itself for the actual match you know the hell in a cell match yeah it was because I, I always remember the original you know when it was announced and it was you know 15 mile of chain that's true actually that, yeah, yeah now you mentioned it oh sorry that, think... that, 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 that wasn't hell in a cell it was elimination chamber but you know yeah. what i mean it was, it was... Well, now that i think back to it i think i remember the uh there was the, the ending towards the segment of uh mick foley taking his dive you know, obviously, it? like, yeah, obviously stopped. Like, it didn't show him taking the dive because that never happened and we can never talk about it ever again. But, <laughs> yeah, I, but I saw it. He was talking in that as well. 
I mean, yeah. yeah, Yemi Foley talking about how what it did for his career and how it shortened it. It's just like background narration, but it was a little bit from everybody, and people were talking, and Mick was there, and you can hear the people inside of the cage and the screaming, and it was it was just a really good package, uncharacteristically good, and I really enjoyed it. I won't grade it, but I enjoyed it. Well, that's a fair point. I mean, to be fair, I'm still I'm still a little bit jaded about the whole um, pay per view anyway. Because, I mean, when you think, when we first came up for, like, the Attitude Era, Hell in a Cell was, like, a once, maybe a year occurrence. Yeah. I mean, you had, obviously, the iconic matches of Shawn Michaels and Taker, uh, Mankind and Taker, Mankind, uh, sorry, Cactus Jack and Triple H. Mm-hmm. They were iconic matches. There's obviously less iconic matches, such as the Big Boss Men's. But, yeah, we're not going to that one. I don't know. I like, it's same as the Elimination Chamber. I loved Hell in a Cell when it was like it was a massive spectacle to end a feud. It's like right, that's it, we're done. Hell in a Cell, it's a massive thing. Now it's it's kind of been casualized a little bit. With we'll have Hell in a Cell once a year for every like on a pay per view, and we'll have five or six Hell matches for that pay per view. Yeah, no, I, I, I it's I kind agree. of taken away from it a it's little that, bit. It's that theme pay per view, and I, I agree. I, I would like to see less of it. Money, money, money in the bank as well. It was, I liked it when it was just like a one-off thing. Yeah, well, same as elimination chamber. It doesn't need yeah. to happen once a year. Like, it, like, okay, we've got the male elimination. I'm assuming this, but I don't actually know. But like, the, we've got the male elimination chamber. I'm assuming we have a female elimination chamber now. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. So and women's money in the bank. That is again money in the bank. I'm not too bothered about. Like, I can. That's effect. I don't want to take away from it, but when you boil it down. Money in the Bank is a glorified ladder match. I don't mind that. Yeah, true. Um, but Hell in a Cell and the Elimination Chamber, they were supposed to be major events, and they were supposed to be, like, you know, co- potentially career-ending events. If you're rolling that out once a year at a pay-per-view and having a themed pay-per-view around it, having loads of Hell in a Cell matches, it just trivializes it. It loses the impact. Yeah. It does. Because, I mean, I don't know if you... I don't know if, like, if you remember as far back as this, but, like... When I was a kid, and like when Mankind and Triple H, uh, well, sorry, Cactus Jack, announced they were going Hell in a Cell, and you saw Hunter's reaction to it. Yeah. You you were cacking yourself. You believed it. Yeah, like you thought, like, hang on, this is that's a massive thing. Last time Mick Foley got in the cage, he went off the top of it, and that's going to be a hell of a match. But now it's just like you have the likes of, say, for example, Lashley and McIntyre. Oh, we're going hell in the cell. It's like, nah. Someone's going off it. Someone's yeah. gonna have a nice cushioned landing. And not to like and that's not I don't mean that in a way of just like, nah, we need to have a all like go old school like Mick Foley and they need to eat the table and the concrete and nothing else. But I understand you can't simply you can't do that anymore. We're not in that we don't live in that era. But yeah. I would be happier to have a hell in a cell match where someone didn't go off the side of it. Cause it's just by by the numbers now it's by by rote you're just yeah. rolling it out and just saying let's pull like this is obligatory someone has to go off the cell looking at you Shane O'Mac <laughs> so our last segment of the evening comes in the form of Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles Honest uh, McIntyre enters with the usual Claymore there's a rundown of the Hell in the Cell card uh, Lashley comes out with his ladies takes a seat on some comfy-looking sofas at the top of the ramp. 
and Drew looks very not bothered, which I actually quite li- actually quite enjoyed that. Uh, AJ comes out and after a brief conversation with the ladies, again loved it. I cannot fault Styles heel work; it is amazing. Uh, the, ma- the match starts off strong uh, with Mac- McIntyre hitting the Future Shock DDT and mocks Lashley while Omas pulls AJ out of the ring. As Lashley comes out on the apron, the Viking Raiders theme plays and they make their way down to the ring, which I get why with the Omas and AJ inclusion, but I was very confused by it, but it all became clear soon. Drew cuts on a potential Drew cuts off on a potential ambush from, from Lashley with a hefty right jab and launches them into the barricade with an almighty thud, pun intended. Lashley swarms the ring, post a Drew kip-up for the disqualification, and the Viking ring Raiders swarm the ring to attack Lashley, and it breaks down. Teddy Long arrives and turns the match into a tag team match player. And there was fast actions from Eric and Styles, which uh, I didn't think I wanted to see that match, and I really do. I didn't realise how much I wanted to see that match. We're told that Lashley has gone to change it into his ring gear, and sure enough, out he comes, takes Drew off the apron, and plants him into the barricade. Yeah, he I does. really enjoy that. Uh, Omas takes out both the Raiders by throwing them over the guardrails, and Styles, who's been dealing with McIntyre in the ring, tags in Lashley, who argues with Omos as to why he was tagged in, and walks straight into a Claymore for the win. What are your thoughts? Oh, that's a sigh. There was a sigh. <laughs> there was a lot to unpack on this match. From the start to finish, before it turned into the six-man, there's a lot to kind of go through with this. There's a lot, like McIntyre and Styles. Styles can wrestle anybody. I've said this a few times. I think he's yep. fantastic. Absolutely. I am not sold on Umas, especially after seeing him in this match. He's coming across as old, very, very old school Braun Strowman, Big Show, whereas he's a big guy and he can't really do very much. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of um, there, there was some really good mm-hmm. moments, like to to separate it out in the first section with um, McIntyre versus Styles. There was a very nice tilt a world backbreaker. It was. I really liked that. It was beautiful. I've got I've got that down. McIntyre got hung up and bounced over the ropes, and it looked well painful when he landed. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, Mac went into the turnbuckle. Drew McIntyre, I keep seeing Mac, because on my notes I was kind of, like, shorting that down to Mac. So if I say Mac, that's who I'm talking about. There was a very nice flush turnbuckle shot from McIntyre. Styles basically just threw him underneath, and he just went straight into it. And it looked well hard. <laughs> it looked very painful. There was a real crap sleeper attempt by AJ as well. That was the one. There was I one, saw that. Yeah. Where he kind of had his arm completely out of position, and then they had to try and like work their way back to it. I noticed it, but I thought they did a good job. They did, but I was surprised that they were out of position in the first place. Yeah, it did That's surprise fair. me. But being the two who they are, yes, I agree. Actually. Yeah, that was it. Right. I, Everyone's human, eh? Exactly. I, I'm not knocking them for that at all, but it was something that I figured I'd call out because it's one of the the, the few complaint, not complaint, but the few points that I could actually have some constructive criticism but then yeah you had Omas was obviously in AJ's corner kind of always being there then Bobby came down Drew kind of egged him on a little bit and then there was the DQ then the Viking Raiders music hit and as soon as the War Raiders appeared I popped I love those guys I think they were great so they came down they had they were just stood on one side of the ring yeah that part of the match I enjoyed it there was no like it was a good match. It was always going to be you got Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. It was it was good. Omas really struggles to get over the ring ropes. I don't know if you'd notice this. He just he doesn't seem as comfortable with it just yet. But I've, I've no. just, 
he'll get that with with some time in the ring. Ivar took an absolutely amazing spine buster from Lashley. I've, I've got that as well. That was it was what a spine buster that was. It, it was, was fantastic. Like, it was, say whatever you want about Lashley. There are a few people that can dish spine busters as well as that man. Oh, absolutely. Did you see the uh, mic check? Yes. <laughs> I just there was, there was a little pop from me. Can I do? Did you um did you hear the commentators when Omas first got in the ring? Because I really popped for this. Where I don't know which one it was, but they said uh like Graves was saying something, and one of the other commentators chimed in, basically just saying Graves doesn't know what you're talking about. He Omas looked at you, and you had to go and change. But like you had to go and change your underwear. But Graves didn't even miss a beat with that. He just said, "I told you that in confidence," and then just yeah. carried on with the uh, carried on with the call. <laughs> I, I heard that, yeah. And he was, it was just like <laughs> fair. That was great. Omas, yeah. As I say, he was awkward climbing the ropes. Like I get it. He's a big guy. He has to come over the top. But he's not very like he's not very graceful doing it with his actions in the match. Yeah, I wasn't sold on him for the simple reason that there doesn't seem to be much to him. You get Still some learning. big guys. Yeah, that's that's it exactly. I think he's uh I think he'll get it, but I think he needs a lot more training just because as it stands right now, he's just kind of you know, throwing punches and choking. That's all in, he kinda of had. In fairness, who was the big trainer of the big guys? Yeah. And where is he now? <laughs> no. Yeah. So that, that 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 must have hurt him. I mean, I had a couple a couple of things on this thing. Um this match. Again, McIntyre came down with his stupid Claymore sword thing. Stabbed it in, and once again the pyro knocks not synced up at all. And the whole Scottish thing, right? It annoys me that he's got this crappy kilt, right, in the first place. But if you if you go if you're doing the whole Scottish thing, where's your sparring? Yeah. If you're gonna do, you're gonna do it, Scott do it gimmick, properly. Do it properly. Yeah, exactly. Have a proper kilt, have a proper sparring, not some lightweight. I got it from the joke shop kilt. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a personal bias, maybe, but. I just think they could do better if they were going in that direction. I love Drew's mannerisms when Lashley appeared. I found them very natural. And I, lo- <laughs> I love how AJ completely ignored Lashley and MVP, but did stop to have a conversation with the ladies <laughs> and then had to drag Omas away. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice, that was a nice touch. That had, uh, that had shades of like Gallows and Anderson in New it Japan. Did. It did. It really, really did. Like, I, I think I remember sending that video one time of um, uh, Maria Canellis. Yeah, that's right. And you had a AJ and Machine Gun just on the, on the apron dancing with her, and Gallows comes along and just loses it with them. Yeah, <laughs> it was good stuff. Um, right, the ring post has been used a couple of times tonight. Now, to me, it doesn't look the same. It doesn't feel the same. It, it looks plastic. It, I think it would have to be, to be fair, like because yeah. I mean, they've they've the lights on it. They've turned it like from an occasional oof into the ring post to. Pretty much every match, somebody's eating the ring post now. But this is the, this is the point. Now that wasn't unusual at once upon a time, but it was proper ring post then, and they hit it, and they went, oh, you know, it was they fell over, and they were like, oh Jesus. But with this, it just looks like they're hitting plastic and treating it as such. Yeah, they kind of bounce off, they go down for a, uh, for a minute, and then they're back up again. A minute barely, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, my biggest complaint with this match, like, not yeah. Well, actually, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna commit to it and say my biggest complaint. <laughs> Omas didn't break up the pin. He didn't try to break up the pin. I actually enjoyed that. I thought he that just kind just, of watched it, it and then just stepped back and just basically just jumped down. He didn't even try and get into trying. I enjoyed it. I actually that one of the things I actually quite enjoyed because I think it fit him quite well. Of just, eh. Yeah, I'm here for AJ, not you. And I, and I picked up stars and I left. You know, I I actually quite liked it. Um, 
I enjoyed there was yet another Michinoku driver here. The same. Mm-hmm. There's there's been a couple tonight, and I enjoyed that one as well. Uh, that that jab that McIntyre gave Lashley looked heavy. <laughs> it looked like it hit him as well. It did. <laughs> Pro- proper proper potato. Yeah. And um the, and the thud as he hit the railing the barricade. It's just it's just to be fair when like yeah. even when Omas kind of laid out the Viking Raiders. There was like a, there's a couple of fuds when he threw them like over the barriers and things that just sound they're just like oh ow okay, that is one of the things I will miss when the crowd comes back because hearing that thud it, that that made that bit for me why did the Raiders go straight for Lashley well when they first came into the ring yes now I think their, they, they, their beef is with AJ and Omas Lashley gets in the ring and attacks McIntyre why do they care I don't do, know I think they're only kind of just keeping things balanced maybe. I suppose they were there, though, weren't they? It would it be the stinks. same. Yeah, it stinks of we're all faces and we stick together. La, 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 la. I don't like that. Irritates me. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there's not... The Viking Raiders have never been accused of that. Like, I've never... I've, I... Well, but that's no, my point. They that's have, point. but I don't like that kind of thing. Just like, yeah, we're faces, therefore we're all friends. Well, that's not, that, like, that, that's not... exactly my point. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that, like, you look at uh, Pack and Kingston in AEW... You know, they work together for that match, but they don't, they don't like each other. They don't like each other. They're yeah. both faces, but they don't have to. Uh, this, 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 I noticed it and it bothered me because it's just like, you know, it, it's proper WWF uh, mid early 90s booking of, you know, I'm America. And yeah. I, just, I didn't like it. I didn't like Flying the flag, big smiles, yeah. kissing That's babies, it. waving to the crowd. That's it. It's the wrong type of face for this era, I feel. Omas is an absolute wall. Did you see. Uh, Ivar. Yes, when the body check, like when he tries to do the uh, tries to do the running like running attack arm. Running, running crossbody. Yes, and yeah, just kind he of just, he, 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 just, he just noped him. Just off you go. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, that was a very nice touch. It was. It was. I it was, say uh, like it may sound that I'm hating on on Omas here. But I'm really not. I mean, I get he's still new to the business and he's still learning, mm-hmm. but. I think he's just got quite. He's got a way to go for the he time being. He has got a way to go. I think he shouldn't but, be on main roster. I think. No, but by the same token, what he does, he does very well. Like very as you say, he's a wall. He's a tank. This may have been why they've put him with AJ. Is because AJ is as could have a any match with anybody at any time, and it would be phenomenal. Pun again. No pun intended this time. Um, but I don't believe it, you. <laughs> but I think that sticking Omas with him is that he can sort of rub off on him. He can carry the majority of the match. Yeah. And he can do it convincingly and effectively. Because obviously he's Vince's new giant man and Vince don't want no giant man in NXT. He's got to be right up here with him. Well, I yeah, get that. Get rid of Strowman, replace him with a bigger guy. Yeah, pay him less. Why not? But I, I get that. And I think that AJ is that middle ground there. And I think that he's very good at what he does. Mm. As you say, they both are. Uh, so I went to a B plus with this to wrap it up. Uh, I gave it a straight B, but yeah, it's a very it was a good match. I really enjoyed it. There was a few bits here and there that didn't really didn't really like appeal to me, but that's personal choice. There were also a lot of bits in this that I really enjoyed, such as some of the heavy hits. There was like, the bits with Lashley, spine busters, simple as that. Mm. Yeah, it was a solid B, solid B match. Tag team match, play. I love that. I just I, I popped in my seat. So score for the show. It's a tough one for me because I can't move past that whole thing with Piper Niven. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick that up. 
I can't. I, I just I refuse it. I refuse to accept it because it's an absolute joke. Yeah. If I take that out of the equation, I'd have to give the entire show probably like a C, maybe a C plus, because the the RK Bro matches, the uh, the main event, very good, but yeah, it's got to be that's like a C minus to a D for me. Uh, to a D plus, based just because of that whole thing with Piper Niven. I think there's no excuse for that. I say I, I do agree that with the sentiment of it, uh, but again, I did not take it to my equation, and because of that, I gave it a B. I thoroughly enjoyed this raw far more than the last raw, and um, it gives me hope for the future. To be honest. Yeah, it was a lot better than last week's raw. I will definitely give it that. Yeah. With the exception, if you say, if you take that whole Piper Niven thing out of the way. Yeah, I, I liked, I enjoyed it. It was an enjoyable couple of hours just sitting back chilling and watching it. It was, it was easy watching. Mm-hmm. There was some questionable decisions. Like I don't understand why we've decided to repeat a number of matches from last week. It's like we got it, we had it last week. Why are we doing this again? Like yeah. you know, the Elias match we had. Like, them, yeah. yeah, you could argue the thing with uh, with Charlotte isn't is a kind of repeat to an extent. Yes, but um, repeat on purpose that one though. Yeah. I just don't. I don't get why we're doing it again, but uh, I still did really enjoy it. That was good. Yeah. So, thank you for tuning in again. That about wraps us up, I suppose. It does indeed. Thank you very much. I'll see you next time. See you later, guys.